You're listening to Tech Thursday on West Liberty 102 FM. Hello there, everybody. Welcome to Tech Thursday. This is Patrick Sheehan. I'm going to be with you for the next hour or so. Uh, we'll talk about all the latest in tech and a bit of entertainment and anything else in between. As always, you can call 069 or you can text or WhatsApp 0871 And as always, you can email patrick102fm at gmail.com if you have any questions and uh, we're going to have a look at some of the latest in tech and uh, as, as some listeners to the radio might have realised I've been away for a couple of days and um, uh, I was working mostly through Christmas kind of keeping the, the station going and things like that so I said I'll let things settle back in and then I'll take away a few days myself so I went off on holidays for a couple of days but um, while I was away uh, I was the first holiday I went in that I didn't take uh, my big, say, DSLR camera with me. I said, you know what? Uh, it's a lot. It's an awful heavy item to be lugging around. And I have a, a big um, 200 millimeter lens as well, and which is very heavy. And I said, you know what? Uh, this is going to be more, you know, uh, relaxing. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect pictures all the time kind of thing. Uh, plus, I have a new phone. The, the Google Pixel 8. So I said, I'm going to relax and, uh, and you know, just what whatever fo- whatever photos I take with my phone will be fine, and you know, on the holiday and things like that. Because I do, you know, I do like my photography. So I went away to London for a few days and um, I was surprised I didn't really miss it at all. Um, the, the Google Pixel 8 is <laughs> it's shockingly good at photography. Uh, and I don't even have the pro model, you know, but I just the standard one. But it has the same main lens and has the same um, CPU as the pro model. So the, the, the photos from the main lens should be just as good as the pro model. It's just I'm missing. I don't have a zoom lens and things like that. But, you know, I, I was lining up a couple of photos and they look pretty good took the photo processing for a second and then the 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 ai worked its magic and all of a sudden it was an amazing photo it it can turn a, a good photo into a great photo you know um i was in the british museum and trafalgar square and you know tick all the boxes uh big ben and all that kind of stuff and um got some fantastic photos you know some of them up there with dslr you know as good as um, even, you know, I'd have to, some of them are, are kind of better than the straight out of the camera DSLR photos. I'd have to do a bit of editing and stuff to get them to look as good as it. So I was surprised. Um, you know, I had taken photos with it. I've had it, you know, since Christmas, but I hadn't properly been on a holiday or been out somewhere where I w- wanted to take properly decent photos you know nice photos of of different places and things like that and yeah it did a fantastic job i have to say now so um phones are getting so good nowadays and it would be the same thing if you had say the likes of the S24 Ultra or the the iPhone 15 Pro Max are you know those the 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 high end phones now are getting so good plus AI is making such a big difference um I know Samsung have gone all in now. Google, a few months before, went kind of all in on AI and everything like that. And um, it's just amazing what it can do. Do you know, different algorithms can kind of um, improve the photos. It kind of learns from other photos. 
you know, millions of other photos that have been taken and uh, that have been improved and it sees the improvements that were made or fixed and it can uh, it can use its kind of um, its brains to, to, to fix photos, you know, it improves light and contrast and everything like that. And it really did a great job, I have to say. Um, so yeah, that's that's been my experience um, on on holiday photography. Anyway, that you can nowadays kind of get and like even more so if I had the pro model because uh, you know the, I might have been missing out on a bit of zoom. Although it kind of I have the two times zoom. Uh, it has two lenses, so I had the two times zoom, which was quite good, uh, and the ultra wide, which was <laughs> which is kind of handy as well in certain situations where say you don't have much width say in the museum or something and there's something huge in front of you so you can't but you can't go back that far there's a wall behind you so the ultra wide works quite good and you know those the other lens mightn't be as good as the main lens but they they you know uh, say especially in darker places say i'd be looking through the main lens and it looks nice and clear the black background looks um not not washed out or anything and then i jump to the other lens to, to get a wider view and all of a sudden you can see uh, the quality drops down a lot especially in the darker areas but when I take the photo with it the algorithm kind of <laughs> fixes fixes that and it does a good it doesn't just fix it where oh yeah you know that's that looks fake or it looks like it's photoshopped or whatever it really fixes it just to make it look like a good photograph and that's it you know it makes uh, you know, there hasn't been many um, photos that I've taken with previous phones, even with higher megapixel counts. I've had a hundred megapixel uh, in one of my old phones, and the the fifty megapixel in the Pixel, it takes far far better photos. Um, but there hasn't been many um, that I would say I would be happy to print out and put up, put in a frame and put on a wall like. But there, there, there has been with this phone. It's the first one, you know. I have printed a few photos I've taken in the past, but they've been all with the DSLR. Uh, but this is the first time now that that uh, a first phone that have that has taken printable photos, you know. So absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, so that's been my, my uh, kind of real world street photography, museum photography, kind of a travel travel uh, test of a, of the Google Pixel 8, and it, it more than passed the test, I have to say. The only thing is the storage is only 128 gigs, so, uh, but uh, it, it kind of all backed up to the cloud storage I have anyway, so it's not too bad. I just need to clear out the phone again to make sure my memory doesn't get full. Um, so I would, you know, mo but most of the retail stores around here only seem to have the 128 gig version. So plus there was a great deal on it at the time. So uh, that's why I decided to get it. But uh, if I had money, no object and I was still buying one of them, I'd, well, I'd be getting the pro, but I'd be also getting the bigger storage as well, uh, for sure. Uh, but let's have a look at some of the latest in tech. All the biggest news and trailers from PlayStation's 2024 state of play. Uh, hot on the heels of Xbox uh, Developer Direct earlier this month, PlayStation has added its own State of Play showcase to the calendar. Uh, today's State of Play is rumoured to feature a bunch of updates on games like Death Stranding 2, Judas, as well as announcements of which might involve Sonic the Hedgehog and his gun-wielding friend. Um, Sony's latest state of play was in September 2023 and went head-to-head -head with Sony uh, with Nintendo Direct uh, the same day. 
It was a short affair, lasting about 20 minutes, but this one is for, was 40 minutes. Um, uh, Kojima Productions have their third original IP called, uh, it's a working title, called Sizent, P-H-Y-S-I-N-T, Sizent. A new action espionage game uh, for the next generation. It will be created using cutting-edge technology and the best talents from around the world. So that'll be interesting. It says a uh, Columbia picture size, and so uh, let's we'll see how that comes out. Uh, Konami just stealth launched a Silent Hill game. Silent Hill, the town in desperate need of a city council <laughs> or something, showed up during PlayStation State of Play in a big way with two new trailers and a silent uh, drop of a new free-to-play game. The first game was the debut of Silent Hill, The Short Message, uh, an all-new entry into the Silent Hill franchise. According to PlayStation's blog, The Short Message um, is an experimental, short, free-to-play game meant to introduce newcomers to the joys of that idyllic, foggy city. Uh, Though the name was only just revealed, details on The Short Message, including screenshots of the names of the main characters, Anita and Maya, were leaked in 2022. Based on the trailer below, uh, the leaks were accurate. So if you want to see that trailer, it's on The Verge. Uh, and one more thing from Kojima. As if Death Strandling, uh, Strandling uh, 2 and OD weren't enough, Kojima's confirmed uh, he's working on a new IP with Sony described as a next-generation action espionage game. So you do know Metal Gear Solid uh, production won't begin until DS2 launches in 2025. I'm confident that this title will be the culmination of my work, Kojima said. Very interesting. So there's a trailer on YouTube for Death Stranding 2, if anybody wants to see it. It's, uh, there's a link to it up there on um, The Verge as well. Uh, the video game remakes just keep coming. 2024 has already uh, been packed with them. The Last of Us Part 2, uh, another code, and Persona 3, amongst others. Now we can add the 20, 2015 horror game Until Dawn to that list. The new version has been rebuilt for both PC and PS5 and is due to launch this year. A deeper look at Team Ninja's latest. Uh, we already knew that Rise of the Ronin was coming out on uh, the PS5 in on March the 22nd, but here's another look at the arc action RPG with heavy focus on actual gameplay in its core. Uh, so Rise of the Ronin. I don't know if that's related to... Um, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, but if it is, it's fantastic. Uh, I, I, I forget who made Ghost of Tsushima, but I played the, I've played the whole game through twi- almost twice, once and a half. But it's a fantastic game. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Very, very good now. Uh, Metro Awakens in VR. Uh, Metro Exodus, uh, the post-apocalyptic first-person shooter from Deep Silver, is getting a VR spin-off that looks very creepy. Uh, It's called Metro Awakening, and it's coming to PSVR 2 later this year. Uh, Here comes Judas. It's been well over a year since Kevin Levine's Ghost Story Studio revealed its first project, a narrative shooter called Judas. So it's about time we got a new trailer and uh, that gave better sense of what the sci-fi story is all about. Main takeaway, it looks weird as hell, mostly in a good way, in brackets. Judas still doesn't have a release date. It's coming to Xbox and PC as well as the PS5. According to Ghost Story, the game takes place aboard the Mayflower, a spacefaring city whose citizens are trained to 
tear each other apart for even the most minor infractions and where machines control every aspect of business, art and government. You as Judas are the driver of every uh, event in a mysterious story with a new with a new cast of characters to get to know and to change in a world where every decision you make affects how the story unfolds. So that sounds interesting. It might be worth having a look at the trailer. Uh, Sonic and Shadow sitting in a tree. Sonic Generation was released 14 years ago this November and in a celebration of the highly odd anniversary, Sega is remaking the game. But this time, instead of Son- Sonic being front and center, the game will feature his longtime rival, Shadow the Hedgehog. So Sonic X Shadow Generations, which will be the title of a fan fiction somewhere, will feature uh, an all in new an all new story. Uh, starring Shadow with new levels and bosses. Sonic X Shadow Generations launches in fall 2024. Um, Dave dives into PlayStation. Cult hit Dave the Diver uh, is making its way to PlayStation in April. Even more surprising, the game is getting a free Godzilla-themed update in May. Uh, so I haven't played that game. Uh, welcome back to hell. Things uh, kicked off with a brief new trailer for Sony's sci-fi bug shooter Hell Divers 2. It's been almost a decade since the original game, uh, but the wait for the sequel won't be too long. It launches on the PS5 and PC on the, the 8th of February. So that's a look at some of the new games coming out. Uh, they look interesting. I must have a, a look tr- on, on the verge later on at some of those trailers, see how they look. Uh, let's have a look uh, at some of the other tech news. Uh, 75% of organizations and large companies in Ireland are considering or already have started using AI to some degree in their business. Uh, that's according to a new report into the use of artificial intelligence here. Uh, respondents in the Storm Technology Survey stated they use it for improving staff productivity, enhancing customer service and reducing operation costs. Uh, Storm's Roisin McLaughlin says introducing the technology can often lead to disagreements among staff. IT leaders are very keen to adopt it, but many of them are kind of facing blockers in terms of senior management because they don't fully understand the potential of the technology. And obviously there are concerns and tackling those concerns just requires a bit of thought and often can be done with a partner to kind of work through where the risks lie in your business and how you can use AI ethically and in a manner that is sustainable going forward. Yeah, it does. It does take time to get the head around what it can do, and it can be used in so many different industries and so many different areas and things like that. Uh, so, it's not just um, an advanced search engine that you can just ask it silly questions and it will give you answers, or ask it. You know, it can do advanced research or something like that. Now, there's so many different. Um, aspects it can be used like as in photography that i was using today you know it can uh it can use other images and th- same as like the the ai used in tesla's cars the full self-driving you know uses all the other cars the the kind of lessons learned with all the other cars to to make a, a new algorithm and and um uses AI to, to put the whole thing together to, to get, give you the safest possible driving, you know, to avoid accidents, to recognize different, um, what different things looks like to their system, to make sure that it stops if a truck comes in front of you or somebody walks in front of you or avoids this and avoids that. And it, it's, it's a constant learning algorithm and that's another uh, part of artificial intelligence. Uh, I thought I was going mad. Former makeup artist says she lost her job after being marked down by an AI tool. Uh, 
Now, companies are increasingly using AI to scan CVs and score candidates, as well as to analyze candidates' body language and facial expressions in interview uh, situations. Uh, a makeup artist says she lost her job at a leading brand after an AI recruitment tool used facial recognition technology to mark her down for her body language. It comes as new figures show the, AI, the UK ranks uh, second amongst uh, countries using artificial intelligence in recruiting and human resources. Uh, Anthea um, Marido, a former Mac makeup artist, uh, was laid off from her role in 2020 based on the results of a video interview, which was conducted using HireVue a US-based recruitment company that uses AI facial analysis um, technology to mark candidates. So it's definitely still very, very flawed and shouldn't be relied on to that kind of level. Um, Staff at the company were required to reapply for their jobs after being put on furlough with the video interview comprising of parts of the assessment. Uh, Miss Marido scored full marks on her performance but lost her job because her body language was marked poorly by the HireVue interview. HireVue removed the facial analysis function from all new assessments in early 2020 after a number of workers raised concerns. Uh, Miss Maridou took legal action against S.A. Lauder, uh, the parent company of Mac Cosmetics, and agreed on a settlement out of court. However, the experience has a lasting effect on her health. I just thought it was the end of the road uh, of that career, a career that I've really worked hard in, she said, and mentally it massively affected me. New figures show some 41% of companies uh, use AI to improve recruiting and human resources, according to a study of 20 countries in November last year from the technology company IBM. Uh, so, yeah, that's it's crazy that they use it. You know, an interview is a very personal thing. And, you know, what be, different people have different kind of body language things, you know. Uh, you might be nervous and you might, you know, in an interview process, but you might be great at the job. So your body language would give off a nervous disposition. And so, you know... Everything can, and, and other people then might be very, very confident in an interview, but might, mightn't be as good at the job. So it doesn't give a, it doesn't give a, a, an interview process, you know, but you still might give good answers and things like that. You might still, you know, I'm a bit nervous, but I'm here and I'm here going to work hard. And when I'm in the job, I'll do, you know, and somebody else could be very, very confident. And, but when they get to do the job, then they might be as good. So body language itself and AI reading the body language uh, wouldn't know that, you know, uh, a lot of the time. Uh, beards, fake tan and nail polish are now allowed for members of the Defence Forces. New rules co- kick in today as part of efforts to modernise the force to attract more young people to join up. Emma Terrell has more. Let's see what she had to say. More relaxed grooming rules for members of the Defence Forces will allow female members to have their hair done in one of six different approved styles. That's instead of the current short or in a bun with the net options. But men will be more limited with mullets and mohawks, non-runners. But men can look for permission to grow a beard that will be monitored and can't be more than 13 millimetres long. Female members can also now wear nail varnish, but they'll only be allowed to pick from five shades, while fake tan is allowed, but in moderation. (laughs) <laughs> so they're they're loosening the reins a little bit, but it is the army, you know. You have to, yeah. It, it's it's you have to conform for a reason, you know. The the it's very strict and very um, regimented, and, and as it should be, I suppose, um, disciplined and everything like that. 
Uh, that's the whole purpose of the army. But um, they're giving them a little bit of flexibility, a little bit of individual individuality. So uh, <laughs> that's interesting. School children will grow up with AI and should learn about it, tech insiders say. This is on uh, Euronews.com. Some argue that as AI becomes a more common part of our lives, school children should learn about it. As artificial intelligence disrupts society and becomes more present in our lives, tech insiders say it should be introduced in schools with young people learning about the technology. At an annual education technology conference in London, several companies presented innovative uh, products designed to teach children about tech and AI. I think AI is going to affect the world no matter what industry you go into, said Ben uh, Garside, a learning manager with Raspberry Pi, a British charity set up to promote the study of computer science. Uh, so rather than thinking that I have to be a programmer, we want young people to think what is it uh, that they're interested in and actually think, well, how is AI going to be able to support me in that role uh, so we can achieve that and think what the future could look like, get them more excited about it rather than worried. And that's what we're trying to do. Uh, so, yeah, because every industry or at least most industries um, will be affected by AI, you know, in art. Nowadays, you can get programs and say, you know, you want um, a desert background with um, wolves walking around and uh, the the sun with three suns in the sky and uh, you know a car driving across the, the the desert or something like that and the AI can can make you that into a and you can have it in the style in a baroque style and it will just make it for you and you know that you can you can make art use AI to make com completely original art but it uses everything it's learned off of all of human history that's on the internet uh, uh, to make that piece of art you know to make an original piece out of all the bits and bobs so in a way it's not 100% original because it's using uh, what it learned from everything else, but because there's so it's pulling from so many different sources, it's probably something fairly original. So <laughs> because uh, it's doing that. So, you know, every kind of industry, music industry, if you look up on YouTube, you can hear Johnny Cash singing Barbie Girl. Uh, the, his original voice, but but uh, they they it, they obviously took all previous recordings of him, and you know you can get uh, use AI to get um, to get him to sing anything. Then so somebody decided to use his voice to make um, to get him to sing Barbie Girl, and there's lots of different versions. But it's the same with John Lennon, and you can hear his voice singing other songs, and yeah, they do it with lots of a uh, lots of different singers. So. Uh, AI can be used in so many different industries, it's crazy. So uh, it definitely is the thing of the future, I suppose. Uh, investment fraud scams rose 26% in the first half of 2023. That's according to a report from banking from the Banking and Payments Federation as part of its Fraud Smart Awareness campaign. Victims were conned out of €8.6 million Euro in the first six months of last year using schemes such as romance schemes, holiday or accommodation scams. Neve Davenport from BF, BPFI says there was a huge jump in so-called authorised push payment fraud. The fraudster tricks a person or a business into sending the money directly from their bank account to an account where the criminal controls is mainly driven 
by fraudsters abusing online platforms. And essentially what they're doing is manipulating consumers into making the payments directly. Yeah, it is, there's every trick in the book out there for scammers. So you have to be very, very careful about clicking links and things like that. And emails, emails are very bad. Pretending to be banks, pretending to be um, holiday companies or anything else. Um, you should be very, very careful about giving out your bank details or anything like that, uh, especially online. Um, Elon Musk's brain chip technology hurls the age of the cyborg. So I heard a little bit about this, but I didn't read too much into it because I was away at the time. Uh, brain chips are increasingly being tested in paralyzed people to help them move. The technology has been developing over several years. Yeah, he's been Neuralink has been running for a long time uh, under Elon Musk. Uh, you could say the age of the cyborg has dawned. Brain chips are increasingly being tested in paralyzed people to help them move. The chips read electric signals from neurons that determine movement and then reroute the instructions around a spinal injury to control the muscles or a robotic arm. Last year, Gert Jan, Gert Jan Oskam uh, demonstrated the implant that enabled him to stand, walk, and even climb stairs. Uh, his muscles control uh, his muscle control was slow and deliberate, but it was astonishing to see his thoughts, his intent uh, to move, being turned into action. Uh, the technology has been developing over several years. In 2009, uh, I was in a lab in the University of Pittsburgh in the US watching a monkey feed itself a banana by controlling a robotic arm with its thoughts. Uh, that team of scientists and doctors are now implanting the chips in people. One um, even fist bumped former President Barack Obama. Um, the involvement of Elon Musk adds a little extra spice to the tech. His company Neuralink has used a robot to successfully implant a chip in someone's brain, but it doesn't seem uh, from the few details released so far to have been hooked up to a device. Musk has talked in the past about using brain chips to control keyboards and so on. Uh, yeah, and he was talking about injuries and everything like that. Uh, help people to, to walk that, that can't walk and things like that restore sight for people as well that, that uh, are blind uh, so there's lots of different ways it could be used uh, this is still very experimental technology exposing the brain and implanting a foreign object carries huge, huge risk of infection and injury so it's certain that medical, medical regulators will insist the procedure is only used where the benefits outweigh the risks people with paralysis and degenerative brain conditions are the obvious candidates um, Professor Stephen Hawking twitched his cheek muscle to control a computer cursor and select words roughly one every minute. It's likely that in future a chip would rapidly turn brain signals into speech. That's sad. He was only able to do one word every minute, so it probably took him ages to to write books and things like that. Uh, Musk is a visionary, uh, is though. Uh, would his goal end uh, at helping people walk? with the use of a computer. Uh, perhaps we might all one day get brain chips to control our surroundings, perform complex calculations and more quickly, or download our memories for long-term re uh, recollection. Uh, it sounds far-fetched, but every brain control step in the technology becomes more likely. So, yeah, that's the, uh, another technology. A new report has found that 63% of Irish tech businesses here say they will increase their spend on AI this year. Uh, the research from Storm Technology shows almost three in five respondents felt 
They needed artificial intelligence to remain competitive in their fields. Larger companies are planning to spend an average of €436,500 on the technology, up from just over 300000 in 2023. Roisin McLaughlin from the Storm Technology says it's mostly used to improve customer service queries. Findings from this year's survey and that one conducted last year show that one of the main productivity obstacles is an over-reliance on manual processes. And AI really can help organizations tackle that. You know, it allows them to find clever ways to answer customer queries or to automate existing workflows. And that can pay huge dividends. Yeah, I had um, I had that recently. Uh, so there's a lot of customer service agents now in, in and a lot of these companies. It was actually a Chinese company I had bought a watch off of and uh I have a kind of a big enough wrist, so I was asking for an extra link for the watch, and it kind of didn't understand at the beginning. Uh, I was I messaged it and I said I'm after purchasing a watch, and I gave the order number, and I said uh, I want to get an extra link, and uh, so they sent me a link to uh, like a, a link for the website rather than a, a link, and I said a link for the bracelet. So they just sent me a link for the watch again. I said sorry, not a link for the for a website link. I said an actual metal link for the. Um, bracelet itself uh, but they didn't uh, it, it said it would pass on the message to, to the manufacturer but I never heard any more since but the watch came since and it was actually okay it was just exactly the right size there's usually you know people usually have to take out a couple of links but it was just the right perfect size so I was happy enough um, but uh, <laughs> it was a uh, it was uh, I- interesting interacting with the AI. They definitely have improved on years ago. You know, years ago, it was just very basic. It was just a, a list of questions and answers kind of thing. Um, uh, or it was just a, a person on the other end of the, of the thing, which is even better, I suppose. But uh, no, this was a, this was, a, it was almost like chatting with a person, you know, but it just didn't under, it, it got caught there on what, what a link I was talking about, but a link for the bracelet because the size of the wrist, but it didn't, it didn't get the sentence. It didn't understand what I was asking and I had to re-ask the question and it kind of got it then or it, I, I'm not sure if it did, but I, I, it might have because it didn't keep sending me links and it said it would contact the manufacturer to see if they could help. So it probably did. Um, but it's interesting, interesting though, uh, where it's being integrated everywhere. Uh, so Nokia, Nokia, one of the biggest phone companies of all time, kind of went went down, and then they were sold to a Chinese company. I don't know if they're still owned by the Chinese company or if they're bought back or something happened since. I'm not sure, but um, they're after releasing a set of earbuds now, the Nokia Clarity Earbuds Two. Um, what our testers thought about the Nokia Earbuds Two, so pink. So this was the the so pink color. Uh, the flavor we got was pink, though you might say it was perhaps more blush than shocking pink. No, it looks kind of like a dark red to me. It doesn't look uh, it doesn't look that pink. But maybe we won't go down the particular rabbit hole uh, about the color. The last phone was reviewed was a strong, striking purple. So overall, it seems that Nokia are doing a great job of positioning themselves positively in terms of the visual impact of their products. Out of the box, uh, one of our testers had trouble extracting the actual earbuds out of their protective casing uh, this took a bit of experimentation and while our testers have small hands and fingers they felt it wasn't completely intuitive 
and could be trickier for those with uh, larger fingers like myself uh, and also older users. Uh, once the ear in the ear, they fitted well and the testers were happy with them. So overall, a plus and just worked uh, just worked out a way to extract them from their casing in an elegant way. Nokia have been touting their aims to embrace more sustainable practices and a zero uh, and a percentage of their products is apparently being made with recycled materials. I see uh, nothing brand is doing that as well. Their their new buds uh, made some parts of it are made with uh, recycled materials as well. For now, this covers the plastic aspect. So hopefully in the future, this will extend to some of the more complex rare earth metals too. Here's hoping, but it's positive that they are engaging uh, with this side of the product and hopefully the more data on this they share uh, the more it will help drive up the levels of all products and other companies and other competitors too one small glitch occurred one ear didn't seem to deliver sound as always it needs further testing to assess if this was just one earbud wasn't charging correctly so our testers were still on the fence about that my one, my ear, I'm using the nothing buds and it gives, you know, uh, the charge level of the case. Say if you just open the case, it pops up on the phone and it says um, charge level of the left bud, the right bud and the case. And one of the, when I was on holidays, I brought them with me and um, the one of the ears wasn't charging correctly. It said 10%, even though I had it plugged in the night before uh, because I had been wearing it. Uh, but... Um, what it, it was actually my own fault. So I, I swapped out the, the, the tips on the earbuds before for ones I had myself, not the ones that came with it. And they were thicker and it was preventing, when I closed the case, it was squeezing on the, on the bud itself and it pushed it off of its charging magnet and it wasn't charging. So it was my own fault. I changed the tips and the tips were bigger than the, than the nothing ones that came with it. And yeah, the, the case closed and just pushed the bud back. And luckily, it's a transparent case, so I could literally see it happening. So what's wrong with that? And then I had to, I noticed, all right, like that it was squeezing on it, but I thought it was okay. It didn't affect it. It was just a bigger bud and it was kind of getting in the way a bit or a bigger tip. But uh, it was actually moving it off of the, the little magnet catch that charges it. So um so it wasn't really a bug it was it was me that was bugging <laughs> for changing the tips i got ones off of a i had like a, a, a tips for the ears for the earbuds that were a memory foam so they kind of mold around your ear they're very very good but they're obviously too too big for the case so i probably need to swap them back to the the nothing ones uh, or either that or do a bit of a job in them with a scissors or something <laughs> but I, no, I don't think that'd work uh, the most copied celebrity haircuts of all time have been revealed Jennifer Aniston's Rachel haircut comes in at number one followed by Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber's fringes surely um, uh, wouldn't you think Elvis Presley would be up there a lot of people uh, were copying Elvis Presley uh, the Eminem bleach blonde buzz cut was at number 7 Will Smith's uh, French Prince Chop comes in at 10 and Killian Murphy's undercut in Peaky Blinders comes in at 12 uh, a survey of 2000 people found a third have tried to copy a hairstyle they'd seen on screen and 23% say they regretted it uh, I think Elvis should be up there with the big side locks and the you know the 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 wavy hair on top and all that. I thought uh, he'd be up there. A Delaware judge struck down uh, Tesla CEO Elon Elon Musk's fifty five billion pay package. Um, 
So there was some deal. I heard a little bit about this on a podcast this morning. I have a, like a news bulletins thing that wakes me up uh, with my alarm. Uh, it's kind of uh, bits and clips of news from around the place. And uh, it was saying um, that he, uh, say, when he started, uh, you know, under the board, well, he was the CEO and everything. But when he started uh, Tesla, uh, say, they, had, they were worth 55 million or something like that. And the deal was if they hit uh, 55 billion, if they multiplied that amount of times, that he this clause would kick in, you know, because they thought maybe that would never happen or that would be uh, huge. Uh, and so that kicked in and he was supposed to get paid however much he was supposed to get paid, um, a, a 55 billion pay package. But... Uh, Apparently, it needs to go through a court, and they weren't agreeing to to go through with it, even though that was the deal he had made, because he did grow the company as much as uh, was in uh, his deal. So Elon Musk isn't going to get that 55 billion pay package after all. A Delaware court uh, of chancery judge has ruled. The ruling means Tesla's board will need to come up with a new proposal. Uh, The ruling uh, threatens Musk's fortune if it makes it through an appeal. Bloomberg reports. Uh, Without the option in that package, Musk may only be the third richest man in the world. Tesla shareholders approved the package in 2018, which gave Musk incentive uh, to hit specific milestones, including a market valuation of $650 billion, which is more than 10 times Tesla's market at the ta- value at the time. Uh, the trial hinged on specific question. Did Musk mislead the shareholders when he gave them the plan? I don't I don't get that like the the package was based on growth they told him you know if you get this 50 million company 55 million company and you make it into a 55 billion company then you'll get whatever deal or whatever you know the, the uh, they're worth a lot more than that but uh, whatever it was you know uh, say 65 million and they make it into 650 billion I think it's uh, the whole company is a market valuation of 650 billion, yeah. So he took that from 65 million to 650 billion and that's why it kicked in. They approved the package uh, uh, in, including um, market valuation of 650 billion which was more than 10 times Tesla's value at the time. So that's what he did for them. He grew them that much. So the trial hinged on a specific question did Musk mislead the shareholders? Uh, Greg Varello, attorney for the investor who sued Richard Tarnetta said the investors weren't told that Musk himself came up with the plan uh, or that the board's members were beholden to Musk. Last, Yeah, but they uh, they all agreed to it, though, because maybe they thought it wouldn't happen and they, they, they didn't think he'd be able to grow it that much. Uh, but so he they, they said to him, yeah, if you were able to do that, we'll give you the money. In other words, they didn't believe it would happen or they said it would be worth it if it does. If we do get to grow that amount, you know, you've obviously done amazing work and, and you, you know, and plus you're the leader of the whole thing. You deserve to be paid for it. But uh, the court didn't agree. But. There is a kind of an agenda a bit against Musk at the moment as well, because he's political view. So uh, a lot of uh, a lot of these are, can be swayed by political, uh, politically motivated people and things like that. He's aiming for a kind of a neutral, 
not not taking sides kind of thing and uh, a lot of people are not happy about that so you have to be on you know whatever side or the other uh, defendants were unable to prove that uh, the stockholder vote was fully informed because the proxy statement inaccurately described key directors as independent and misleading misleadingly omitted details about the process Mr. McCormack wrote in his decision the defendants proved that Musk was uniquely motivated by ambitious goals and that Tesla desperately needed Musk to succeed in the next stage of the development. Yeah, because he's the leader of Tesla. <laughs> Obviously, if I set up uh, Patrick's electric cars and I release the the Model 1 and it, it does really well and in the Model 2 and Model 3 and I have a board and I have everything else and uh, I'm running the whole thing myself and calling all the shots and coming up with new ideas and walking the line on a daily basis. Uh, of course, you know, it's it's by company. You know, Tesla is his company, so he deserves to get, get the benefits of the company. That's why you do it. So it's strange, though. Uh, one of the big questions is the case is how much Tesla Musk controlled uh, and not just his shares. Musk wielded the maximum influence that a manager can wield over a company. Yeah, because he's not just one of these, um, you know, CEOs that's just there but doesn't know what's going on on the floor. You know, he's he's heavily involved. Uh, he's. I was watching an interview with a journalist about this is about um, SpaceX and he was talking about rockets and... Um, the journalist said to him something about the cooling system. I said, uh, you know, this this cooler it's used in the in the jets or whatever. Uh, should it also be used in the midsection of the rocket as well, or something? Like, is it used there? And Musk says it isn't. And he said, you know what? But maybe it should be. Actually, it might be more effective. And then that was it. But then the journalist met with Musk like a year later. And he said, uh, the journalist said to him, remember I said to you about the cooling system that it was used in the jets and but wasn't used in the midsection or whatever it was. And Musk says, yeah, we integrated it. Uh, I, you know, I got it integrated and, uh, you know, he gave the orders to do it. And it resulted in like a 40% increase in efficiency or something like that. Um, so he's literally, you know, he's also an engineer. He's not just, you know, some guy that knows nothing about the in what he's actually doing. It's just he's just there to push the buttons and uh, keep the managers in line or whatever. He can literally on the ground engineer things as well, you know. So that's why he's more he's more influential or more um, involved than your normal CEO that wouldn't uh, sometimes wouldn't know. Uh, now sometimes they would because they start off you know some uh, fella in starts off making leather handbags and all of a sudden he becomes Louis Vuitton or something like that company you know it becomes a massive company then you know he would know the whole thing all the way up but sometimes CEOs are brought in or sometimes they're they're not really involved or they just buy a shop and then the shop gets bigger and bigger but they never actually worked in the shop you know that kind of thing or um it was an investment kind of thing or something like that, but he's not one of those kind of guys. Uh, Antonio Gratis, a member of the... Co so this is just a list of the board of directors and all that. So they, they go into a lot more detail there, but that gives you an idea anyway. It's on the verge. Um, Polestar 4, uh, on the road price, 68500 uh, with first deliveries expected from this summer. So this is just a little note on the story I'm looking at here. Motoring experts are making positive noises about the first uh, car on Irish roads, which doesn't have a rear window. 
Swedish manufacturer Polestar has released a model with a roof-mounted digital camera instead. Uh, the footage is played on a screen embedded in the rearview mirror. Uh, motoring journalist Quentin Wilson says in some ways it makes a lot of sense. So this is the Polestar 4, 68,500 quid on the road with first deliveries. Yeah, so um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, let's see what Quentin Wilson had to say. And the argument is, I think, that it actually gives you a better view because the camera is higher definition, it's a wider arc, and you see more than you would than that grimy rear window when you're, you're Austin 1100 of old. Okay, so that's interesting. See how that will work. Um, yeah, so they're doing that with side mirrors now as well. Isn't that new? the new Honda E, uh, the nice little city car that they have, has... Um, has two screens just inside uh, the door on both sides uh, that shows your rear view mirrors or shows your uh, side mirrors. So, that, yeah, that's very cool. Uh, TikTok loses Taylor Swift, Drake, and other major, uh, and other major universal artists. Music uh, has been pulled after negotiations failed to extend TikTok's expired license agreement. Uh, the dispute centers on artist pay, Generative AI and online safety. Uh, Universal Music has started removing the music catalogues of performers uh, the label represents, including Taylor Swift, Drake and Olivia Rodrigo from TikTok after negotiations to renew licensing agreements broke down this week. The previous licensing agreement between UMG and TikTok expired on the 31st of January. On Tuesday, UMG accused the video platform of attempting to bully it into accepting a bad deal that didn't suit uh, the record label's concerns or soothe their concerns regarding adequate compensation for artists and songwriters. Uh, projections against uh, AI generative music and online safety on the platform uh, also to protect artists from hate speech, bigotry, bullying and harassment. Uh, TikTok responded saying it was Disappointing that UMG had chosen to walk away from the powerful support of a platform with well over a billion users. Uh, so that's very interesting. So Taylor Swift and all the other universal people will be gone from TikTok. Uh, there was some crazy, <laughs> There's, you know, so Taylor Swift is going out with some Travis Kelsey guy, uh, an American footballer, and she's on the and she had the, the, the biggest tour of all time, the biggest grossing tour of all time. And um there, there was some like far right kind of or some right wing but a bit crazy people in America that were saying that she was a, a plant by the US government. They had someone years ago uh, that was working for some government agency saying that, oh, she would be a good one to be influential towards Democrats or something like that. And they're saying that, oh, she's going to come out now and make a big endorsement for Joe Biden and that will be uh, the and they they talked about George Soros who's like this um he's a big he's a billionaire in America and he's a big funder of all different democratic and kind of socialist uh different things which is true but they're saying that he bought up all her catalog and um the, she he owns her catalog now so he's controlling her or whatever but they didn't mention that he actually sold off her catalog or he he there was an argument there between her and that group, you know, the Soros group. Uh, she actually went on to re-release or re-record a lot of her old music because she lost control of it and she wasn't getting paid properly and all that kind of thing. So she re-recorded some of her most famous songs and released like a greatest hits kind of thing or something like that. So she could 
get back to making money from her old hits. So because she still owned owned them but didn't own the financial rights to the old versions of them or whatever it was. But uh so in a way she you know she, this uh she's the opposite of being owned by the the Democrats or the the, the funder of the Democrats uh um so it kind of threw that whole conspiracy theory thing out the window that she, she was actually having an argument with the guy that's supposed to be uh, controlling her. Um, so, but uh, she is, you know, a bit massive in the news at the moment because of the massive tour and because of the, you know, she's at the, at the, um, all the American football games because the team that her boyfriend is playing in is very popular at the moment. They're in, the, I think they're in the, the Super Bowl final or whatever it is. And, um, She's every match they play. They you know they they want to get extra viewers in, and she also you know American football has a traditionally very high male percentage viewer, and with Taylor Swift there, they're probably getting a lot more female viewers, um, fans of hers and things like that. Uh, so they're increasing their viewership, and yeah, so no no surprise that they would keep showing her. You know, they keep going to clips of her and dancing around the place and celebrating and things like that uh, at all these American football games. So, um, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the latest conspiracy theory. Uh, a new money back scheme for recycling comes into effect today. Uh, people will now pay a deposit of between fifteen and twenty five percent when they buy cans and bottles. Uh, the money. So I had about a bit about this in the news, but um, yeah, the money will then be refunded uh, when they bring the containers back to designated shops. These early morning shoppers at Marks and Spencers in Dublin are given some uh, a cautious welcome. Let's see what they had to say. I will use it when I get the opportunity. <laughs> I, I know it's going to be a teething problem. It's going to take some time. I will eventually use it, but I prefer if there was no plastic. It's good for the environment, but it's going to be a bit inconvenient for actually day-to-day use. But I think overall it's a really good idea. Do you think you'll do it? Yes, I under duress, but I will do it. Yes. Oh yeah, I suppose we'll have to because there's a lot. To Twenty, fifteen, or twenty-five cent a can is a lot, or a bottle, or whatever. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting to see how it goes. You know, we have had recycling centres and we've had those bins outside the shops and things and uh, different places for years, but maybe they weren't being used enough and a high enough percentage wasn't being uh, used. So, um. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a go anyway. Uh, you know, it's just it's taking more time. You know, every time you drink your your favorite soda pop, you have to keep the can or the bottle aside and uh, you know keep it in a bag or keep it in a box or something. I mean, years ago, um, I was over in Germany and I, the, I saw that they were using the the, the crates uh, and they used to just put the bottles into the crates. And uh, didn't bring the whole crate with them and put it in the trolley. And uh, but they had a, they just had a person there that was in charge of that, and they just handed them to the to the person, and uh, they ha- gave them printed off their token for them. And they, but this was years ago. This was like fifteen or twenty years ago. Um, so they had the schemes even back then. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's coming in now. I will get used to it. We'll get used to it. Uh, Google Inc.'s major new offshore wind deal. Google announced its largest offshore wind agreement yet to intru- to reduce pollution stemming from its data centers in the Netherlands. 
Google announced its biggest deal yet to purchase offshore wind energy for its data centers in Europe, uh, signing power purchase agreements to support new wind farm, new wind farms off the coast of the Netherlands. It's part of Google's plan to match all of its data centers' electricity consumption with clean energy generation on a 24-7 basis by 2030. To do that, the company will need to get more renewable energy, including offshore wind, pulsing through power grids where it operates. It shares the next step of the plan for Europe today, where it says it's adding more than 700 megawatts of clean energy capacity to the grid. So that's very good. Irish farmers are being urged to show their support this evening for their European colleagues. The Irish Farmers Association has organised a series of protests across the country, uh, Tara Duggan reports. This IFA action is set to take place at a number of locations in every county. President Francie Gorman says Irish farmers have been watching in frustration as those in France, Germany, Belgium, Poland and other EU member states have been staging demonstrations in recent months. They are fighting against European rules which they say will regulate them out of business. The IFA action is due to get underway at 7 o'clock this evening involving farmers and their machinery. However, it's not clear how long they'll last or if they'll block public roads. Yeah, there's really a kind of a... In a lot of countries around the world, uh, you know, it's happening in Holland, in France, a few other places. There really is kind of a war on farmers. <laughs> they're... they're uh, for supposed kind of environmental reasons, and a lot of it is to do with eating meat. They're trying to... For some reason, uh, higher up people are trying to eliminate eating meat and things like that. But um, there really seems to be a kind of a coordinated, uh, <laughs> a, a kind of regulating out of the out of existence of farmers at the moment. But farmers are incredibly important. They're they're the food that we eat every day, and you know, milk and meat and and grains and everything else. So they're incredibly important so it's it's strange that this is happening and all these kind of regulations uh you know hopefully things change and they can be helped rather than just taxed and regulated i know a lot of countries now are have new political parties and are, are increasing their far support for farmers in there, there's some political parties that are specifically there to help farmers and other ones are adding to their parties the support for farmers and things like that so that's good uh, children's books were the most common rentals from libraries in 2023 the top 20 most borrowed titles have been revealed by the local government management agency the most borrowed book was mr snow which is a mr min book first published in 1971 the only non-children's title uh, to make the list was um only The Coroner's Daughter by Andrew Hughes, while the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series dominated the list, making 14 of the most borrowed books. Uh, very good. Um, last few bits and pieces now. Google has a uh, convoluted fix to the latest Pixel storage bug. Um, oh, yeah, so this is if you have multiple accounts or something set up, because I, I, I was reading a bit about this. And I was saying that this hasn't happened to me uh, because I have a Google phone as well. But apparently if, if you're using multiple accounts in the Play Store, um, work profiles or something like that, you can debug, can, uh, but it hasn't affected me anyway, so that's good. Uh, Qualcomm Snapdragon deal with Samsung will continue and Apple's licensing arrangement now runs through 2027. 
Qualcomm's QI 2024 earnings presentation wrapped up uh, with a revenue of 9.9 billion and an income of 2.77 billion. Uh, that's up compared to last year, so very good for Qualcomm. Uh, the new deposit return scheme, yeah, so we read about a bit about that already. Uh, the Mario versus Donkey Kong demo just hit Nintendo Switch. Uh, so if you have a Nintendo Switch, you might be interested in Mario versus Donkey Kong. Uh, one in five people have eaten the exact same breakfast every day for the last five years. A new survey by Alpro found toast is the most common choice for a meal of the day, followed by cereal and porridge. 44% of those surveys say the reason they have the same breakfast every day is because it's part of their routine. Another 22% say they're on autopilot first thing in the morning and don't know what else to have. Um, 28 uh, years later has found a new home at Sony and an executive producer in Killian Murphy. Uh, we're not uh, we're not up for Danny Boyle's 2020 or 28 days later. Killian Murphy might not have ended up becoming an odds on favor to win best actor in Opp- Oppenheimer in the Oscars. Uh, so, yeah, they're making a 28 years later uh, with Killian. I think we talked about that before. Uh, new technologies have been introduced here which will allow cars to talk to each other. Connected vehicle technology is being launched on Irish motorways as part of a pilot project to safely share information between motorists and the traffic systems around them. Minister of State for Road Safety Jack Chambers says it's about using technology to improve safety on our roads. Many vehicles will have onboard unit technology installed. Some will be able to access the information through a new app that's been developed. And this is about sharing live data between the motorway control centre, the uh, roadside uh, technology which has been installed by Transport Infrastructure Ireland, and also the information that will come from the vehicles themselves. That's very interesting. Uh, As long as it's just used for, you know, it's not used for breach of privacy kind of stuff or anything like that. Uh, But if it's just used for road safety and not... Uh, anything else it's very very good so that's been it for today as always you can call 069 or 0871 or email myself patrick102fm at gmail.com and uh, I'll be back again next week thank you for listening I'll talk to you again next week bye bye you're listening to Tech Thursday on West Limerick 102 FM